Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where we cannot use technology. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. That feels like a really similar introduction that we did last time, because we've also had this problem, I think, a couple of times, because we're back on Zoom. Yeah, we're, we're back on Zoom. Zoom. It's like, it's it's very unfamiliar territory. It is. We used to be really good at this, and now yeah, I mean, not that's so much. Stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We well, yeah. It's a great. I mean, we, we did great this. We did. Yeah, we used to do this because we had to, That's not right. because we were any good at this. That's it. Um, hey, I feel really bad that we're doing this right now at this time because we're right. being very unpatriotic because the uh, Australian Matildas have just kicked off playing oh, the yeah, English right. Lionesses. I heard about all that. I uh, that's uh, that's uh, the bowling league, right? Yeah, exactly. Ten pin bowling, massive yeah, right sport now. in Australia. All of a sudden, no, it's it's the Women's World Cup. So yeah, that's Australia. exciting. That is exciting. I, I've been seeing that on the news. I don't generally follow sports, but it is kind of exciting. A lot of people that I know have been like really stoked about it, and I'm like, yay, uh, sports. The American team, which were very highly favoured, uh, rather embarrassingly knocked out um, early in the quarterfinals. So not a good showing by them. They were the favourites to win the whole thing. Bit of an upset. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't pay so, to be an American in soccer. No, not at all. So we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of a catch up, uh, and then we're gonna go deep uh, on a topic that we got from the Melbourne Marathon community, uh, a yeah. Facebook group that you and I are both part of, um, which had a very interesting post that provoked a couple of responses for us that we're gonna go through. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of good times. A lot of good times. <laughs> but first things first. How are you going? How's your training going? Yeah, Is your good. training going? Yeah. So like I've I started ramping up my training again as of last week and. Things feel like they're going in the right direction. Um, I've had a pretty good couple of solid workouts in the last couple of days, a couple of weeks, sorry, like some good hard workouts. Like, for example, this past Saturday, I went for a long run sort of uh, threshold ladder. So it was just like a 15 minute warm up. And then it was um, three miles hard tempo, then uh, half like an 800 meter recovery run then two and a quarter miles hard tempo 800 meter recovery run a mile and a quarter or a mile and three quarter whatever it was 800 meter and it, uh, just a lot of a lot of threshold efforts uh separated by 800 meter jog recovery uh you know it was good i did basically uh 20 and a half or so kilometers in about an hour and 47 minutes that's with mm easy recoveries and warm up and cool down. So like good. it was a, it was a good workout. It felt good. Um, my, my threshold tempos, I was averaging about a four twenty pace, uh, kilometer pace. So yeah, it was, it was good. Um, and I had a couple of good workouts like that. Um, so I feel I like that, that threshold one, the thing I noticed about that threshold one was that you misspelled the word threshold, um, in your status I? update. So oh, yeah. Shit. That's T-H-R-E-S-H-O-L-D, right? That's not how you spelt it, though. Oh, uh, is it not? Yeah, you, you, spelt, you spelt it as a threshold or something like that. Yeah. Some sort of you know why? Because I, I programmed the thing into my Garmin, so I was probably just like, whatever. Garmin doesn't yeah. have spell check. <laughs> I, I kind of lost all credibility for the workout after I saw that. I mean, if you can't be bothered to spell it properly, how do I know that you ran it properly? That was just you my attitude. That's more than fair. Yeah. That is mm. more than fair. But I did run it <laughs> properly, so you can bite me. No, it was good. Um... It's, so, you spelt it like it was a piece of Ikea furniture. Did I? Think I? That's kind of, oh, yeah. Look. I feel like you're wrong. <laughs> I love this. I, I, I think I, I think you spelt it wrong. I'm just sort of making No, no, now you're backing up because I'm checking. Yeah. I'm checking your work I am. Now. <laughs> so we're going to find Damn out. Damn it, you kept the receipts. 
<laughs> I always keep my receipts, bro. No, you're right. I spelt it. I spelt it wrong. I spelt it yes. three hold letter. <laughs> I forgot the S. <laughs> I knew it was something wrong. I'm like, what's uh, that? What's a three hold? I thought you were going out and hugging trees. What an asshole. Well, I spelled it right on Strava. That's fine. Well, that, that sounds, it's the only place that counts. Yeah, this is why Garmin Connect is the lesser of the social media platforms. Because exactly. you can't even spelling it right. You can't there. even buy, yeah. be bothered spelling it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that 10 days really did me well. I mean, it's, from, it's too early to tell how it's going to go. But, I mean, it feels like things are trending in the right direction. So we'll, we'll see. Um, you feel like you're better off having taken the break? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like for me to go out and, and pound a workout like that, essentially what is not including, I mean, well, including cool down and warm up uh, to keep a, fi- a 518 pace through average through the whole thing. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And I, I think, you know, I've been, Perk and I have decided that, especially because with all the stuff with Jersey boys and how my body was feeling, we're going to actually do four day a week runs now. Uh, and that Friday run, which is normally just a Friday recovery run, we're going to replace that with um, cross training for equal okay. amount of time. Yeah. So instead of say 50 minute, you know, easy recovery run, it'll just be 50 minutes, steady cross training, cardio kind of thing. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, a bit of versatility and get a couple of different muscles involved. Yeah, yeah, and it'll just like calm down the systems down, and I won't, you know, we'll be we'll be able to tell in the next few weeks what what it's doing because really we're 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 down to the wire now. What do we got? Like seven weeks. Eight to weeks. Go? Eight, eight weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, eight weeks to go till Melbourne. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's that's mm. a lot of fun. How's your running <laughs> going, man? How are you doing? My running's going well. Um, I've been really dedicated. Um, with the routine, getting some really great mileage in, um, getting some really good workouts in. Um, and then I realized, uh, discovered on Tuesday, none of it makes a jot of difference, um, any of this training or rehab or preparation stuff, because I went and bought some shoes with carbon in them. <laughs> and carbon shoes are all you need, baby. That's what I've decided. You're, you're, I, you're looked, I looked back through my, my last six to eight weeks of workouts, my interval workouts at the track, I had a look at how long it took me to do five kilometers worth of intervals um, at any time over the last eight weeks whilst I've been building up. Quickest I could find was I'd done five Ks of intervals in 21 minutes or so. You know, once you take out the rests and everything and you just look at the actual running time, yeah, um, it was about 21 minutes. Threw a pair of uh, carbon shoes on on Tuesday. They had a kilometer in them to break them in. And then I went out and did five kilometers of intervals in 1920. Look at that. So it took a minute 40 off my time first time ever wearing carbon shoes and according to the internet not even wearing good carbon shoes which I ones bought a pair of, so i bought the nike zoom fly fives okay which according to the internet they're fine but they're for like longer tempo runs they're not for any sort of speed or interval workout but i imagine that is people who are used to running low threes because for me they felt very quick because i was running a, a 350 kilometer in them straight away yeah um and it was just, it was just amazing. Like I, I, I was revved up for the run. I was excited to run with them. So there's probably a bit of psychology there as well. But even, you know, but that's a big, that's thought, a big metric. Two huge. minutes, like you'll have to repeat the experiment. But that's a big, a big difference. I mean, we two running, minutes in intervals is a lifetime. We were running 1,200 meter repeats, and whilst the first kilometer of those 1,200 meter repeats were 
up and down by several seconds, depending on how fast I started and everything. What I found was the last 200 meters were consistently the same time, 53 seconds, bang, 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 bang. And that's so what just, I was yeah, that's what I was talking about the other day is like, you got to get that shoe that doesn't like, sure, it makes you feel good in the beginning, but it's not necessarily the shoe that makes you feel good in the beginning. It's the shoe that gets you through the final part of it. Yeah. So, so ironically, I mean, this might be one of those things where for a runner like me, I don't need the best of the best carbon shoe. Just an entry-level carbon shoe is all I need. Um, obviously, got to repeat the experiment, go out tomorrow night, give it another go, see what it looks like. But I tell you what, after the first 1,200 metres, I was just turning around going, what did we run? Like, I was shocked at how much. I thought I was going to try and run 4.10 pace, and I ran 3.53. Like, yeah. it was just astonishing how much better it was. And I, and I thought I was going to have to work to get to 4.10 pace. I went into that going, oh, well, I've been kind of running 4.20s, 4.25s. Maybe with the carbon shoes, I'll get down to 4.10. I blew straight past that down into the 350s. And those, those are 1,200-meter repeats? 1,200-meter repeats. So those are those – are, those are they're not like four, two or 400 meter repeats, which can be hard, but a 1200 meter repeat is a considerable interval. So like, yeah, that's, that is a marathon workout. So we, like if, we did all four of the 1200 meter repeats in between four forty and four fifty seconds, like something like that. It was, it was that consistent all the way through. That's good. It was, it was great. It was an amazing run to do. And especially since I'd come off a, a Sunday long run, I went out and did 30 kilometers at five minute pace or thereabouts on the Sunday. So I was already feeling like I was in good form in normal shoes, but then these carbon shoes, you know, I basically went, I don't need to do long runs anymore. I'll just buy yeah. more expensive carbon shoes. Yeah, that's well, the way yeah, it that's, works. That's, that's the yeah. secret. That's what we don't want yeah. everybody finding out. No, no. But, but I mean, it, it, it's a, it really flipped my whole, oh, well, how much difference can the shoes make? I'm like, I, I can see why if people have been training in normal stuff and then they, the elites get into something like this, I can see why it's making that big a difference. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a coincidence that the only time I've ever gotten a sub 20 in my 5K, I was wearing Vaporflies. It's just not, I mean. If I, you I, cannot explain 20 seconds a kilometer by, oh, well, you were just having a good day. Like my wife was like, maybe you had a good night's sleep and something like that. I'm like, I could sleep for a week and I would not improve by 20 seconds a kilometer. Like that's, it's got to be the shoes have yeah. made a difference. It's cer yeah. Certainly. I, mean, I think you're right in saying that there was certainly a placebo effect there in terms of feeling good. But yep. yeah, I mean, they help you feel out a certain stride, which is going to help you run more efficiently. How are your ankles feeling? Today. They now I, I did feel I do feel that a little bit like I feel okay. sore in different spots after running in them because um, yeah. I've been running in like you know um, Kayanos or Brooks Adrenaline GTSs like stability shoes comfy shoes sure. to run in these felt very different um, yeah my my calves are feeling a little bit tighter so that'll take a little while to break in as well um, and and I'm still worried about the um, resilience of them. Like how long will they last? Yes. Yeah, like, point. you know, you know, will, will they get me through running twice a week at track, maybe a couple of long runs um, before I get to Melbourne in October? I don't know. You know, that's eight, it's only eight weeks. You'd think that a pair of shoes should last eight weeks, um, but there's going to be, you know, a 34 K run in there and another marathon in there before I get to Melbourne. So we'll see yeah. what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens. It'll be uh, interesting to see. But apart from that, everything's good. Like I've, I've uh, this Sunday will be a 35k long run, yeah. And then I'll come back down again, and um, you know, do 25k long run, then back up to 
k long run then up to my 34k tempo run which i'll try and run at marathon pace yep and then the week after that i've got sydney so i'm only four weeks away from sydney marathon um and doing that and then i start the four-week taper for melbourne right yeah hmm. wow that's gonna so, be before you know it Exactly. So still a little bit of mileage to go, but but feeling good. I've been training with Coach Mark, who's doing um, Shepparton in two weeks' time. Yeah. So he's been training and fine-tuning his race pace for Shepparton, and I've just been kind of going with that, which is, you know, it's been good. It's, it's been a chance to actually focus on some some speed work and some tempo work in the last week or so versus just, you know, the grinding out the long, slow runs. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Well, you need that. It kind of sharpens you up, and it works on your efficiency as well because, you know, exactly. the easy and slow runs – they don't necessarily work on any efficiency. They just work on a system. They can work on efficiency if you run that way, but it's the it's the fast, uh, edgy stuff that kind of where you work on your turnover and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah. But um, hey, let's talk about running long distances and training for marathons and stuff like that. So I'm I was alerted to this Facebook post by Coach Mark whilst we were actually in the middle of our 30k long run on Sunday, you know, when you're on a long run like that, you're trying to find stuff to talk about. And so he brought up this Facebook post and we had an interesting discussion about it. Uh, And then I went and found it. Um, And when I found it, I saw that you had actually commented on this post in the Melbourne marathon community page on Facebook. And so then I messaged you and um, I I won't spoil what I said. You will bring that up later, but let me just um, read the post here. Um, This is by... Um, she posted uh, in the community, hi, guys, long run, thoughts. At my usual speed, eight minutes a kilometre, a traditional long run of 32 kilometres would take a whopping four hours, 16 minutes. One, that's a sledgehammer to your immune system. Surely that's begging to get a virus right before the race. Two, what adult with a full-time job and responsibilities has four to five hours to spare for a run? What do you guys think? Cap the long run at three hours? I have so many thoughts on this. Yeah. I have so many thoughts on this. Like first, I think I would like to touch on what adult with full-time job and responsibilities like has a four to five hours. Like I, for everybody listening. So when I commented on this, I just said, look, if you truly don't have time or you think it's going to get worried, a good thing is to do back-to-back long runs. You do 15 to 20 kilometers one day, 15 to 20 kilometers the next day. And that's fine. But when somebody says to me that they don't have time, A, what are you doing signing up for a marathon? A, because it's like you're signing up and you obviously have the knowledge that you are going to run a certain, like if you know for a fact that you run an eight minute kilometer, you know a a, a marathon is going to take you five plus hours. So that exists. Exactly. Right. So like you need to factor that into your decision for signing up a marathon. And we're now at this point when she posted this nine, 10 weeks out, why are you asking this now? But also I'll tell you what, we'll get to this. We'll we'll, we'll get to the psychology of this woman. Yeah. (laughs) What I'll tell you is uh, what type of uh, adult with a full-time job and responsibility has the time to run four to five hours, a person who prioritizes four to five hours, like, God forbid you get up at four o'clock in the morning and get your long run done or God forbid you like, because people will come up with excuses all the time. Oh, well, I can't get up early. And by the time I get home, I'm too tired or it's too hot or it's too this or too that. Well, then figure out a way to get up early. Like if you want to do it, get up, 
I've gotten up at three o'clock in the morning to do a long run because I knew that I had to say film at uh, seven or eight o'clock in the morning or I had to be somewhere. It's like, if you want to do it, is it going to suck? Yeah, probably. Mm. It most definitely will. But the thing is, it's A, not permanent. And B, like, you, if you're not willing to do that, like, what hope in anything do you have finishing the marathon? Like, there are so many excuses that I hear that are just people who don't want to do the hard thing. And mm. that's one of those things. It's like, you can find the time if you want to find the time. If you don't, then you're not going to. But the truth is, you can find the time. The truth of the matter is you don't want to get up at three or four o'clock in the morning, or you don't want to spend the energy after work to do it, or you just simply don't want to do it because you're whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and that would be like the initial, the, the top comments, and this is Facebook telling me, telling me they're the top comments. The top comments all have a theme um, in terms of what people responded to in that post. And they are, you know, if running is not your priority, maybe reconsider running a marathon. The marathon doesn't start till 30. If you haven't dipped your toes into that kind of distance and duration beforehand, you're in for a world of hurt. Um, why are you doing a marathon? Um, you know, <laughs> eight kilometers uh, would be almost like a brisk walking pace. You want to get at least a long run of 32 in before you do the marathon. A whole bunch of the initial comments were focused on the, um, if you can't find the time to do 32 Ks beforehand, you shouldn't do it. Now, there's a lot of science about why is 32Ks the right number? Why is 32Ks any better than 30 or, or 60 like that? But pretty much universally, a, a lot of people have come back and said, listen, you've got to be able to find the time for it. If you, if you can't commit to doing that training during the preparation, how are you, you just not setting yourself up for success. That's it. The, the thing that I struggled with was, and maybe this is just me reading too much into it, was the subtext behind her phrasing, what adult with a full-time job and responsibilities has four to five hours to spare for a run. As if she's implying that anyone who does find time for a run like that is irresponsible yeah, or exactly. doesn't have a full-time job or isn't an adult. It's like, like, I'm pretty sure I'm all of those things. And I still yeah, it was, it was strange the way she mentioned, she worded it because it's like, she's almost making fun of the people who do it. Yes. But like, I, I don't know if she's actually signed up for it. Like she doesn't. She has apparently. Oh, she has. Okay. Yes. So, my my response would be you are the type of adult because like what kind of adult has that like almost two hundred dollars to spend on a race that they're not going to prepare for? Um, mm. What kind of adult takes the spot away from somebody who really wanted to run? Yeah, they're not willing to sacrifice the time needed to take care of it. Like if well yeah anyway let's continue. Yeah. So that so so, so that so we've jumped straight into a little bit of what's the motivation behind this post and we'll come back to that. Um, Let's just look at a couple of other things. In terms of, you know, alternatives to if you legitimately don't have the time to do a, a long run as part of a lead up to a marathon or any sort of ultra event, you actually posted and your, posted, your post got a this, I agree with this, this is the point um, that you wanted to make. You were constructive. Um, you were possibly more constructive than I would have been if I'd actually responded. Um, <laughs> you said back-to-back -back runs. You said, you know, run 21 on the Saturday and then back it up and run 21 again on the Sunday. And someone came along and said, yeah, that's the right advice because training is all about learning to run on tired legs with fatigue. It's not about doing 32 kilometers once. It's about building fatigue up and learning to train through that. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing a lot of people get wrong about long runs is 
long runs, whilst yes, they're helping you build the stamina to run a certain distance for a certain time, absolutely. But the thing that a lot of people also forget is that it's not just teaching you to run that long, it's teaching your body to take that kind of damage. And that kind of damage you can simulate over the course of 24 hours. So in other words, yeah. you go out at 7 a.m. and then 24 hours later at 7 a.m. you go out again. Uh, yeah. That's going to simulate damage because you cannot recover from that in 24 hours unless you're a freak. Like most people after yeah. 20 to 25 kilometers, 15 to 25 kilometers, they need at least a day off or some yeah. kind of cross training. So if you're going right into it the next day, you're training your body to take that damage and to run on that those tired legs. Yes, in a perfect world, you're running that entire long distance and mm. you're you're finding out what that fatigue feels like after a certain period of time and learning how to train through that right then and there. But mm. a, 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 the, the, a close second is doing it 24 hours or less later. I, I saw a couple of people say, yeah, well, if you don't want to do it in one – do it in the one long run in the morning, one long run at night. Mm. That's 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 not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it's it's all about cumulative fatigue um, is, right. is what's required. I mean, you know, there is absolutely sacrifice required to run and train for a marathon. Like it's, it, we always say, the marathon itself is the victory lap. Mm. The journey is actually the training and building it up. And you know, you should you can't shortcut training. That's a part of the conversation I had with Mark on the weekend. We were like, eventually you need to stop talking about training and actually start training. Yeah. Eventually you've got to stop talking about the theory and actually get out there and do it. Yeah. You know, um, because that's what the you know, the marathon is not the place to discover that you haven't done something or the theory doesn't actually work in practice. No, because if you pile up enough tomorrows, you're gonna to be way too late with a bunch of empty yesterdays, right? Like so mm. you just gotta do it. Yeah, correct. Now, the other thing, though, with this lady is, like, a lot of people jumped in and, you know, had opinions about, hey, listen, you know, if you can't go out and do a 32-kilometer run or you can't train that, then, you know, you shouldn't be running. You're not taking it seriously. Um, and this is where, and, and, and you know, what, what was my initial post to you about this particular thing when I flicked it across to you on Facebook? What did I, what did I say? I think you I, said, is this lady serious? Oh, she has to be trolling. <laughs> I said, this lady has to be trolling. Like, she's um, obviously trolling it felt, to try and you, get responses here. You felt like um, it, was a, it was a humble brag because of her, uh, what she could do. But I think, I don't know, did she finish eight marathons? Yeah, so apparently every time someone responded with a piece of advice, which was like, hey, listen, you know what? You really need to prep to do this. Like if this is your first, because there was no context in this post no. other than, hey, what do people think? And so a bunch of people wrote back and went, listen, if this is your first marathon, you can't shortcut the long run. You've got to do the yeah. long run. Listen, if, if, you, if you're not able to train for a marathon, that's okay. But you know, don't go out there and, and put yourself at risk of blah, blah. Right. She had, and I swear to God, this was a pre-canned response because this re reply appeared in numerous places through this thread. Um, Hi, so-and-so, this will be my eighth marathon slash ultra. My longest ever was Comrades, which is the South African marathon, which was yeah. 92 kilometers That's right. uphill into 30-degree blazing sun. I'm extremely well acquainted with the world of Hurt, but for regular marathons, I have never ran above three hours. So I'm like, See, here's here's what that says to me. That says to me, a she's a liar, right? <laughs> and like, if, if she's if she's a liar, that's like, and 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 somebody's selling telling her, 
like you need to like take this seriously or if this is your first marathon, blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't want to uh, admit the fact that it is her first marathon or she doesn't want to seem like she's wrong or something. So she's, you know, you know, have you ever been in that position? I know I have when somebody says something to you. And so all of a sudden you have to say, well, no, I know. I know. I know. I do know that information. And matter of fact, I know a lot more of that information. But this person, it feels like to me, is lying because you can't run a 92 kilometer race and then say that you don't have time to prepare for a race half that distance. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any kind of sense because the way that she poses this question is that it is her first time running a marathon. Yeah. So someone says to her, if, you know, if running's not your priority, marathon's not the event to enter and she replies i loathe running i know because this will be my eighth marathon slash ultra yada 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 during these races do i feel horrible because i'm unprepared or because running feels horrible no matter what it's an interesting philosophical psychological question i'm like no it's not you just don't prepare properly if you're not running anything longer than three hours because you have 101 excuses as to why you don't have time then yeah, yeah. probably feel, i mean look marathon is not going to feel great on the best of days anyway no like no. so i mean there is something to that yeah. uh but like if you're constantly doing it and you're underprepared it's going to feel that much worse i just i don't believe for a second that she has run what she's saying that she's run i just don't i don't believe it i don't believe it because of how she's worded the question i don't believe it because of it's just, it, it, it would boggle my mind that she's done 92 kilometers. Mm. I, I just, I don't believe her. Yeah. To, to, to me, there's, there's two things that jump to mind. One is it's something called self-fulfilling bias. Mm. If you don't train, then when you don't perform, you can turn around and say, oh, I didn't perform because I didn't train. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, there's always an excuse. Whereas if you train hard and then you fail, well, what's your excuse? So a lot of people self-sabotage and and actually do that to themselves that they've got an excuse not to do it. Oh, I didn't study for the test. That's why I failed the test. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I went out the night before. That's why I didn't perform well the next day. So you see, it's an an interesting debate. And I have a lot of clients like, Mm. well, I don't have a lot of clients. I have a few clients like that who Mm. constantly come up with reasons why they can't do it uh, or why they can't prepare. And then always Mm. ask, you know, always wondering why they didn't uh, perform the way that they should have blaming it on the thing that they were meant to perform at. For example, mm. Oh, I didn't do well because the race was too hard. Well, no, the race wasn't too hard. You were too underprepared or I yeah. didn't fit into this outfit because the clothes were too tight. Well, no, the clothes weren't too mm. tight. You just ate too many fucking cupcakes. Like yeah. everybody is always looking at the product rather than within themselves to fix that to like, look, I, I, you, people shouldn't ever change themselves to fit to anything unless they want to. But the thing is, if you're going to do it, if you're going to have an event, if you're going to have a goal and then you don't reach that goal because you didn't do the work, it's not the goal's fault. It's not the jeans mm-hmm. that are too small. It's not the race that was too hard. It's not the weather that was too hot. It's not the thing that was too early. It's because you didn't acclimate yourself in what you needed to do to get it done. So like, mm. Yeah. I'm going off on a tangent now. I feel like I forgot where I started. So Yeah. And, and then the other thing that pops up is, you know, I think so many people pointed out once she started commenting or replying to every comment with, well, actually, I've done eight marathons slash ultras, including, you know, comrades is tougher than anything I've ever done. Yeah. I'm going to put that out there. Running comrades uphill, 92 kilometers, is tougher than any event I've ever done. Okay. And someone basically said, yeah, well, 
if you've done eight marathons before, then I think you would know what works for you. This is a strange question to ask. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's the other thing is what's the definition of insanity, right? Trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So if you've done eight marathons and it's not working for you, what is the, what's the, what's the, 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 the constant there is you. So like, figure out your training because if you've done eight marathons, which I really doubt she has and it's not working, maybe your question about having to spare four or five hours to train is part of the problem. Yeah. She she was like, um, apparently she's never followed a proper training plan before for a marathon. Um, and she's just asked this question because she's looked at proper plans this time. And she didn't realize that she was supposed to run, for you know, thirty-two kilometers during training runs and stuff like that. She's never done it before. It's a web of lies. It's a web of lies. Like I would love to actually talk to this lady and be like, "Lady, you need an attitude adjustment on how you view big races." And what the hell were you doing? Like, what was your training like? Like, look, I don't, I won't bash anybody who doesn't have the information. I think if you don't have the information then you're a silly person because the information is so much out there. Like it's people like I I get people ask me all the time, what is it like to eat healthy? What can I do to do this? How can I lose weight? I'm like, you don't need this anymore. You're looking for a a, a secret pill because the answers are out there. Google it. Like what's a beginning strength program. Can you give me one for free? Well, no, I'm not going to give you one for free. If you want to work with me as a client, I will charge you. But if you want a beginner strength program, go look online. And figure it out. Like you're an adult. Yeah. The information is out there. The the time for I don't know or I didn't know I was supposed to do this, it's over. I don't have any uh sympathy for it. It's because like especially now, it's like you can get a free eight, sixteen, twenty-four, thirty-two week marathon program yeah. anywhere. Yeah. If you don't want to look, you're choosing not to look. In fact, you know, how do you find your way to a Facebook community page that is filled with people posting things about training plans? Like I I get an email every second day from the Nike Melbourne Marathon Festival inviting me to some training plan or asking me to download some training plan. Like the information's out there. I think like, you know, I did a bit of Facebook stalking of this lady. She has posted into this group many times. Just, you know, I, I think she just wants to talk to people. I think she just wants to talk to people online and wants to connect, but this was a spectacularly. Yeah. And and I'll never like shun anybody for asking questions, but like if you pose them, yeah. Yeah. But if you pose them the way that you do making a bit of a mockery out of it and then claiming that you've done X, Y, Z, then I have to look at your motivations and your ethics and wonder what, what's going on. Why aren't you figuring this out? What isn't sticking why are you running the, really why are you running the marathon if you a hate running so much b don't want to devote the time to it because that you i like i said before i don't believe that there is anybody who can tell me that they hmm. re, i mean very few people can come up to me and say i don't have time to train for this i don't believe it i really don't hmm. because everybody has time to train for it it's whether they not or not they want to make time for it yes are there exceptions sure but most of the time the people who are making the excuses are not the exceptions. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so it just feels like, you know, that's why I asked if it was a troll job. It felt like a classic bait and switch. Hey, I've written this post as, yeah, what sounds like a fairly naive beginner 
asking for advice. I've kind of backhanded insulted people on the way through by saying that they're not serious by prioritizing running training over other stuff. But then when you've actually responded with a comment that I don't particularly like, um, I've let you know that I've actually allegedly ran eight different events beforehand um, and, you know, added in a whole bunch of commentary on, on other stuff along the way. Yeah. It's it just, was, it's just a weird thing. Like almost to the, the point where I would ask, is she, is there something mentally handicapped about? I mean, <laughs> like, not, I'm not trying to be funny, but like just the way that she posed the question and how she's responded, I almost think that maybe there's something there, but like, if there's not, then I don't know. Like yeah. if there is, then I feel bad, but if there's not, then she should feel bad. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's not the worst social media thing I've ever seen online before, but yeah, it was just right in the sweet spot for me of, you know, someone asking for advice on something that I, you know, have done a couple of times before. And then, you know, if I'd seen that post, I would have, you know, like I said, I doubt if I'd responded, I'd have responded as well as you did with actual genuine constructive advice. I probably would have responded more like some of the other people who were basically going, well, what are you doing then? What's your yeah, point yeah. And this is my advice to anybody who's thinking about signing up for a marathon. If you want to sign up for a marathon and you don't think you have anywhere from three to six hours on any given day, not that you need to spend six hours, but you want to budget for six hours just in case on any given day for a long run. And even if it's just, you can find that in there somewhere. If you don't have once a week, at least three hours to dedicate to your running four hours, and that's running, that's recovery, that's meal prep. And then, you know, also some time during the week to figure it out. And you think it's going to come easy. Yeah. Then you are an idiot. That is all. Yeah. Like you have to look at the logistics of this thing. Like a marathon is a big deal. A flat marathon is a big deal. A trail marathon is an even bigger deal. So if you can't develop, devote that kind of time and you think you're going to go into it and you're going to have a cruisy time, yep. you're an idiot. That's all. That's and it. Like you've got to figure that out. And notice not once in this have we mentioned her speed. The fact that she's running slow speed actually yeah. makes no difference to this at all. It doesn't make any difference because, at all. You know, I, you know, I run faster than an eight-minute kilometer. I still need to find six, seven hours on a um, on a Sunday to do everything you say. Wake yeah. up an hour early to prep for everything. Do the three-hour run, the three-and-a-half-hour run. And then, like you said, it's, it's an hour and a half afterwards before you feel normal enough to yeah. do something else. So yeah. you've got to find the time, regardless if you're running eight minutes a kilometer or five minutes a kilometer. It doesn't matter. It's still That's the right. same sort of dedication. And, and I will add the caveat, and I will say, I will say that if you are an eight-minute kilometer runner, then yes, you're going to have to find maybe more time because you might have to do two long runs back to back. So you might have like an eight minute kilometer for 20 kilometers is going to take you two, two, uh, two and a half to three hours. You might have to do that two days in a row. And that is a big chunk of change. I will say that, that if you do that, then more power to you. But you've got to also be honest with yourself and figure out if that's something. And like if you don't want to, that's fine. If you don't like – if you honestly think you can't find the time, fine. I'm not saying that there are mm. people out there that can't that 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 can't say to me, I don't have the time, and it's not true. Like I'm sure that there are some people out mm. there that don't have the time. So don't don't at me, okay? Mm. But like most of you have the time. Mm. Yeah, most of you have the time and have the interest 
because God forbid if out of all the things you could listen to, you're listening to this podcast, chances are you either know us or you care enough about running that you're desperate for any sort of information whatsoever that you can get your hands on. And we're we're trying to listen to our podcast. Yeah, there are better podcasts out there. Go find them. Um, That's on you, you know. (laughs) But but I think you know if if you're running and and, you know the whole thirty-two kilometer thing, it's actually not about the thirty-two kilometers. No, it's it's about about the time on. It's about the time and an average, you know, average runner is going to take anywhere between three and three and a half hours to run that thirty-two kilometers average. Uh, Now, if you're slower than that, you need to find something a little bit different. You know, because the big problem is is that if you're that slow running for three and a half hours is not going to get you anywhere near the distance you need for the marathon day and that's where you've got to go out there and do the second back-to-back day um which is and and i wonder like at what point would this lady you know accept that she could actually go find the time what if we said it wasn't four and a half hours four hours 16 minutes or so and we said it's just three and a half or we said it's three back-to-back days like at at what point do the excuses go away i don't think they do I think there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something because somebody like that who makes an excuse is going to say, Oh, I don't have three hours back to back. Okay. Try two and a half hours. Oh, I don't really have that. All right. Try two hours. Oh, well, that's not really going to prepare me, is it? Yeah. And then it'll start going the other way. It's like if you start with the excuses, the excuses will come. I, I heard a great thing on the running public, and it actually got me through a couple of my runs last week. You know, the, the mentality, not that everybody who runs a marathon wants to be a professional runner, and that's not what I'm saying here, but the difference between us and professional or elite athletes is they just get it done. They yeah. figure it out. Sure. Yes, you can make the argument that that's their job and that's all they do. But like, there's a lot of elite level athletes that have the full time jobs and do the thing and do uh, have families, have other responsibilities, but they just get it done. And yeah. That's got to sometimes be your mantra. It's like, you know what? I just got to get this done. Get it yeah, done. If it's, impor- if it's important to you, you'll find the time. Like, how do I find time to get out on a Sunday morning and devote four to five to six hours to doing a long run and everything? Well, firstly, get up really early and yeah. get done early and get it finished. But secondly, I, quote, unquote, do my chores during the week. Like, you know, I go into Sunday knowing that there's very little stuff for me to do on Sunday that isn't something that's re- like everything that I need to do to get the house ready, my job, you know, looking after the kids, all that sort of stuff. I try and bank that time and I to create the space to do that. And I have a conversation with my partner, which says, hey, this is important for me. Therefore, I am going to do more on the Friday night and the Saturday, because guess what? Sunday, I'm going to be out early for a run. And then I'm going to be pretty useless after that for a few hours. Because I'm going to, And so you have a mature conversation with your partner and you find space because then she gets time to do stuff that's important to her because I've got time to do stuff that's important to me. It's all about if you care about it enough, you'll prepare for it, you'll make the space. Unless you know, you're a little bit worried that, well, what if I do all that stuff and I'm not going to be successful? Isn't it better to just not do it and then take whatever it is? And then I can go, oh, well, you did a really good job, even though you didn't train. Yeah, you did a really good job, even though you didn't put the work in. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole other thing. And that's like, that's, a, that's, that's, that is a philosophical reflection on yourself that you're going to have to look at where, and I say this to clients again all the time, Hey, if you want to start this thing, start it. And in 90 days or two months or three months, that is 90 days, or in six months, you'll look back and you'll say, wow, I'm so glad that I kept up with it. Or you're going to look back and be like, I would be so much better off 
had I kept up with it. So like, if you're going to just be the kind of in the school of thought where what's the point, it's not going to work anyway, and then you're going to go and do it and have a shitty experience, you're going to look back and you're going to regret it. Like, if you're going to do it, do it so that you don't get to the thing and wish that you had, you know, put the time in. That's the worst thing you want to do. You want to get there and look back and say, okay, maybe I failed, but I tried as hard as I could and I did everything I could. And now I know for next time that A, I have to either work harder, B, I have to prioritize it more, or C, I just have to train differently. Maybe you yep. train too hard. That's always possible too. Um, I've seen that, yep. But yeah, but if you don't like sort of train at all, <laughs> you're yeah. not going to figure it out. And I think a big part of this is, you know, for the first person who's ever doing a marathon or for a person who just wants to do one marathon, then, you know, you're not going to get it perfect first time unless you're really lucky or you're extremely talented. Mm -hmm. You're going to make mistakes. And that might be enough where you say, well, I've done one. I never want to do it again. Yeah. But if you respect the the running concept if you respect the marathon as an event or ultra marathons in terms of what they represent and you can actually see from them hey there's a real opportunity for me to learn a lot about myself and improve myself not just finish the event but the journey is the experience here i just really struggle with someone who would put them put it out into a community that cares about stuff like that that they almost don't care about it that they're not yeah. taking it seriously that they're not giving it the best chance yeah, because you know it's thing. something with it's something which you and I value very highly. And so we love talking to people who take it seriously and do it well and do it at an elite level and trying to, if the information is out there to be better and the opportunity is out there to be better and it's not that hard, hiding behind an excuse like pace or immune system or something, it's just an excuse. There's always a reason not to do it. Sometimes yeah. it's harder to come up with a reason not to do it than it yeah. is just to go do it. I got news for y'all. There's more reasons to not do something than there are reasons to do something. The difference is you make the decision to be better than you are today, or you make the decision to be the same, or you make the decision to be worse. Yeah. Either one is fine, but you've got to accept that. But yeah. you're never going to find more reasons to do something because yeah. the reasons, well, you'll find more excuses, I should say, than reasons to do it. So yeah. more excuses to not than reasons to do. Yeah, and when you lead with a post like that, which is almost leading with the hypothesis that it's not possible, then you're never going to accept it. No one is ever going to post an answer that you will accept no. where you'll go, oh, you know what? Actually, you were right. I was wrong. It's not that bad for my immune system because it's all about training smartly and building up sensibly. So it's not a shock to the system. It's actually a cumulative fatigue thing that I've absorbed and been gotten ready for. And actually, you know what? It's not um, irresponsible. Um, to go promote something like that is actually a sign of time management and dedication and yeah. so forth. So, yeah. That's the internet today for you. Post a, a topic that you have an opinion on and argue with anybody who answers your question. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, so anyway, that felt like a bit of a tough love episode. Um, we don't normally that's... go that harsh on stuff like that, but yeah. sometimes, folks, you need to hear it. I think we need to hear it. I think people need to hear it every now and then, especially this close when people are going to be starting to accumulate that fatigue and wanting to come up with ex excuses to not go out for those runs because we're so close yet so far right now. So like this is a crucial time in marathon training where you've been probably training for anywhere from 12 to 16 weeks at this point and your body's probably tired and you might start thinking, I'm just 
I, I just want to give up. Just don't just keep, see it through, see what happens, yep. figure it out, have the proper data so that you can see what happens. So at the end of the race or like me, you know, before the race and you pulled the plug on say the half marathon, I pulled the plug. That was my data was I was working too hard. I didn't stop. I just, I went as far as I could. And then I was just like, no, I've worked, I've burnt the candle too much. I've worked too hard. And so that, that was a lesson for me. So don't be in the school of thought where you didn't work hard enough. Try not to be in the school of thought where you work too hard, but figure out a way to get to the event and then figure out what your plan is moving forward to the next one. Yeah, I think it depends on where you are in your journey eight weeks out from Melbourne Marathon as a guide. I mean, if you if you, if you started with a 16-week or, God forbid, a 12-week training plan and you're eight weeks out, you know, you, you don't have any time at all to back off. But if you've been training for longer, like, you know, I've been training for four months at this point, I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what? I could go run a marathon this weekend if I needed to. Um, it might not be super fast um, compared to what I want to do eight weeks from now. But if I if my goal was to finish a marathon eight weeks out, I'm good. Systemically, and so you kind of that, body, you could. Yeah. And so you're kind of at that tipping point now. It's like, well, what do you do? Do you not bother training that much anymore because you're good? Well, guess what? Eight weeks from now, you'll get to the marathon. You might still be able to finish the marathon, but you're not going to perform like you wanted to if you'd gone and done the next eight weeks properly. Do you go, oh, I'm feeling good, and then change your routine and start training more? Well, that's going to invite injury. That's going to invite illness. That's going to invite something like that. Um, the trick is to trust the plan that you've done. Follow the plan. Follow the thinking. Stay consistent. Like I was at the point where I didn't even want to introduce a new brand of shoes into my routine. Yeah, at this fair. point, I'm like, if it's not Nike, Asics or Brooks, I'm not interested in it. I'm sticking with shoe brands that I know because I don't want to run the risk of introducing something brand new and disrupting the system. Fair so fair. You've, you've got to be disciplined at this point. And, you know, if you've put the work in, if, if you've bothered to enter a event, then That's treat the in. event seriously. Yeah, yeah put yeah. the work in. Not yeah. a cheap event. Exactly, exactly right. It's not a cheap event, and a lot of people missed out this year. Exactly. So you're actually taking a spot away from people who want it. That's right. Cool. Well, I think that that's all I've got to say about that. Yep. I look forward to uh, um, listening to this podcast, replying to us, showing us the receipts for all of her uh, marathon finishes, and completely <laughs> proving us wrong. I would love to have her on the podcast. I would. If, I if would. she ever finds this, I should yeah. post this into the uh, group and just be like, hey. Uh, oh, that would be tr that would be trolling. Yeah, I that would not would do that. I would not do that. Let someone discover it organically. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, I guess um, we'll we'll post this out, and probably at this point, it's Wednesday. I'll post it out on Friday. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to add? No, no. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, my next event is, uh, I think, three weeks from now. I've got the Ballerine uh run uh the nice. Valerie rail trail run are you going to come to that it's just around the corner from where you are yeah i might i'm still thinking about it because it's a cheap run and i'll, I'll just see how Ten i'm bucks. feeling yeah, I'll, yeah i'll see how i'm feeling next week maybe the week after and see. so i got that and then um there'll be a race recap from my time up in sydney sydney's got i think thirteen thousand people in it so far uh, nice. with still four really weeks to go to so. how that goes yeah so that's kind of our programming our scheduled programming for the next uh, month or so right on all right, everyone. Well, look, thanks as always to listening to us uh, just rant about running ethics. So, look, we are looking forward to seeing you out there on the roads and trails and the treadmills going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>